extra butter podcast all right yeah of course i think you gotta like buy it on what's it called we're re-watching this movie makes me like you know when you look behind me and you see a bunch of led lights i think this is the reason <laughs> i think this you got the freeze lights going you know what i'm saying like I, this movie has so many led lights in it and colors in this are absolutely insane popping bro like pop, i pop. i i feel a part of me feels bad for picking this movie for you but i know that <laughs> i'm making a young cam proud because i th- we'll get into it uh what's going on guys it's cam it's Dylan. And this is Extra Butter, your podcast for great conversation and great movies. Yeah, boy. Uh, today we are watching <laughs> 1997's Batman and Robin. Um, yep. Hey, man. Hey, don't man. click away. Don't click. <laughs> don't, don't change the podcast. I promise you it's going to be a good conversation about this movie. Because Two words, bat nipples. <laughs> got to bring it up first and foremost get it out there air it out there i i hate to be the person that like advocates for this movie like i feel bad because i know a lot of people don't like it and with good reason like it, it totally makes sense uh if you were somebody who one of the first like one of the what's it called ones come out the um burton's okay so burton yeah. had Batman in 1989, which Batman. is a great movie. Michael then King. he does Batman Returns in 92, which was the year I was born. So I was obviously way too young to see that movie. Um, but the the Batman uh, Returns, I, I think the studio WB probably gave um, Burton like a lot more liberty to make that movie because it's way darker and not really for kids. It is a hundred percent like you see what I'm kids. saying? Yeah, like it's not. Danny for DeVito kids. is like biting people's faces off, dude. I'm saying like it's it's. You could tell the first Batman probably did probably did really well with kids. Uh, looking yeah. now, it has like yeah, 411 million at the box office. Like it made a it was a smash hit. But um, when Returns came out, which is was was received better. It didn't make as much money, probably because parents were like, we're not, like, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm not showing my kids this shit, you know what I mean? And it's crazy, uh, too, because they got, like, an entire line of stuff for, like, McDonald's and other things yeah. that were like, yeah, oh, Batman, oh, great for the kids. And then they saw the movie and were just like, is it too late to pull out of this sponsorship? Bro, like, this is crazy. So we get that movie. Then we get Batman Forever. Yes, which sir. is the first mo- Batman movie that I can remember. So what people have to understand is Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, I was three years old when Batman Forever came out. And I and that two years later, two years later, Batman and Robin comes out. So I'm five. I am prime age for Batman and Robin. I don't I don't know what happened before. This is my Batman. So when people say they hate this movie, I think you're coming from two places. You're coming from, I saw the Tim Burton Batmans where I read the comics. So when I see Batman and Robin, what the fuck is this? <laughs> or you come from the new camp, the Gen Z, the kids who grew up with fucking Avengers, yep. Iron Man. They, their first Bale. Bale, their first like big superhero movie might have been Endgame. One of the best movies ever made. And then you're going to show them Batman and Robin. <laughs> They're going to trash that movie, bro. You make a good point. There are kids who grew up like mid MCU phase 
and then they look back and they're like, there was a Fantastic Four movie, and you're just like, oh, my sweet summer oh, child. Oh, just sit down and just watch. Just sit down and watch. Oh, is that Captain America? Yeah. Dude, I... Yes, it is. So, the Batman and Robin, to me, because I always, I always tell people that Val Kilmer was my Batman. Through and through. When I, I obviously was five years old when I saw Batman and Robin, so Clooney was the first, like, uh bruce wayne that i associated with you know actor to batman but when i went back and watched batman uh forever i loved val kilmer a lot more so when people ask me who my batman is it's val kilmer it's not even close. baby but i it, it's hard for me to hate on this movie when it really is the reason i like batman unfortunately <laughs> it was i i was the demographic dude like all i ended like I've heard that if you watch the special features of this movie, Chris O'Dowd says, like, I feel like I, I felt like I was acting in a toy commercial. And oh, through and through. Through and through, right? But it's like yeah. as a kid, when you're watching that movie, and then your mom takes you to Walmart afterwards, and everything you saw in the movie you can buy. Yeah, that, it's lit. It's, that's the coolest thing in the world, bro. Like that Batmobile was the coolest fucking thing I had ever seen in my life, dude. Yeah, I watched the hell out of both these forever and Batman and Robin when we were dude. young. Dude. And that's because when you you were supposed to get uh Batman continues from Burton. Yeah. And then it definitely did not work and they went the other way because there's a lot of you know kiddish, crazy, goofy elements between Jim Carrey and and Tommy Lee Jones. But then you yeah. get to this film and it, it really truly is when you're watching it. It is a kid's film. It's got more of a almost Adam Westy kind of stuff in here that's got goof screwball comedy. Yeah. There's so many things about it that make no sense. Gravity is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Robin just like smashes his, his his motorcycle through stuff and it floats on air and has no pitch to it. Things Bro. like that. But Bro. when you went to the toy section and you saw Ice Suit Batman, Lava Suit Batman, Hang Glider Batman, you begged for all of them. It was, it did what I thought they set out to do, which was promote the kids and sell the kids. And it worked like gangbusters. Bro, Is it, it a cool dark night? Hell no. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and if anything, before we start getting more into this movie, I'd like to thank this movie because thank without you. Batman and Robin being so bad we wouldn't have gotten nolan's we batman wouldn't. and if it, that it isn't a reason to cherish this film i don't know what is the defense rests bro that's all i gotta say god bless america god bless america good night if i could drop this <laughs> mic i would uh but anyway let's get into the things cast. are expensive kids we can't drop these mics i know right yeah shoot bro uh but let's let's get into the cast first we got <laughs> the cloonster george Clooney, mr ocean as the this is this would be the fourth Bruce Wayne, Adam West, um, who plays it in the Tim Burton one? Oh, uh, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Then we got Val. So then Val. that makes Clooney. nice man. Unless you want to throw in, uh, oh yeah, God rest his soul, um, animated Batman. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, because he did Mask of the Phantasm before forever, even- right? I don't even remember when that came out. I think that one came out. The 90s show, wasn't it? So Batman, The Mask of the Phantasm was 1993. So Returns comes out in 92, Phantasm 93, and then Forever is 95. So 
if you want to give him right before, because again, if a lot of people can, will consider him the best Batman ever, and I'm not even going to argue with you that he's Props. he's fantastic. Uh, but I would, you know, I'll give Clooney that four or five spot. Um, what do you think about <laughs> Clooney's Bruce Wayne and Batman? I think Clooney doesn't. I don't know. I think he f- knows he's miscast, and he's mm. just like. I'm going to do it anyways. I've seen like interviews of him on like the Graham Norton show talk about like what happened, the direction that he got from Schumacher, uh, Joel Schumacher, the director. And it was just like, I think even he knew he was typecast, but he was just like, I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And you look back on it and it was just like, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. I, I think that his stuff as bruce wayne works fine and i picture him as that but i never picture him as batman because batman himself you know batman himself refers to himself in his mind like in his conscious as batman not bruce and Mm. you never you never get something like that you know he looks suave he looks like he's having fun he looks sincere and then he's batman and it's just kind of like he could be any hero dude (laughs) you know what i mean like he's just like robin how i shut off your motorcycle because you're gonna kill yourself jumping off this giant greek god statue that's in the middle of gotham fucking robin skirts down the fucking statue and then goes (laughs) (laughs) first of all why is the seven thousand foot statue of a naked man or whatever in the middle of the city how are they just driving off of it and wasn't cutting robin's brakes more dangerous and is letting him hit the jump because now he's sliding uncontrollably Dude, on a 300 pound he... bike oh, i don't even know how he gets off that bike in time <laughs> yells out like uh what's that uh stella, stella. What's that, old, <laughs> what's that old movie like uh streetcar named yeah, desire yeah like what is going like, no, on bro. That, you know i thought was interesting is he uh Clooney early on he actually references Superman he said this is why Superman works alone bro the first scene of the movie after seeing George Clooney's ass yeah t- and again real I apologize, close up crotch close ups crotch ass and again this is another part where I say like if you hate the movie I understand because that's the yeah. first thing you see but crotch the the <laughs> Okay, when I rewatched this movie, I tried to find some meaning. Just give me a chance here. I tried to find some meaning. And I feel like the movie is essentially about family, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's about Alfred and he's, you know, sick. And, yep. you know, Batman and Robin are trying to get each other to trust each other. But it's, it's written in such a child way. Because that first scene is Robin like, I want a, I want a car. <laughs> and then <laughs> Batman's like, oh yeah, this is why Superman works alone. And then yeah. Alfred's like, I won't uh I- I'll cancel the pizza. And it's like, <laughs> why? Alfred, you've been through this before. But, like, why would what's, you even work? <laughs> what's better to me is the next part where the Commissioner Gordon comes up on the little back computer and he's like, Hey, there's some bad guys. And this guy's called Mr. Freeze. Hurry, Batman. He's taking over the museum. Like, yeah. I lo- you know what's even Why? funny about that scene is <laughs> fucking uh Mr. Gordon's like, there's a yeah, there's an evil man. He's he's freezing people all over. He's a new villain. And Batman yeah. goes, Mr. Freeze. And I'm like, okay, is, is he new or not? Like, <laughs> how do you he's know who he make is? Make a name up for him real quick, bro. Bro, oh. I I 
Clooney, to, okay, so there's like like exactly like you said. There's two. Uh, when an actor plays Batman, there's two parts to him. There's Bruce Wayne, and then there's Batman. You could even say like Batman is even like there's uh, Bruce Wayne, the playboy philanthropist, the charming asshole, you know, rich boy. Yeah. And then Batman is Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne when he's in the cave, when he's like being a detective, and then there's Batman. Yeah. And like you said, George Clooney somehow found a way to make them all the same monotone motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> the, like the like the way he portrays Batman is like if I put on a cape and cow and was like talking on the news and you were like, that's Cam. Yeah. It's he's talking like Cam. There's like And they nothing. do like those those drug bust things, those narcos things, and they and they they go the you know, or oh, they're always doing the drug bust. And but instead Clooney's just like, Yeah, I'm Batman. They're like, Motherfucker, I know you. I, I saw you last week. Bruce? I see your whole chin. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Bruce? That's you know, there's no like hidden anything in that. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. There's um, some uh there is some carryover though, because uh what is it? Chris O'Donnell to play Robin came from playing robin in in the previous one with Reverie, Al. yeah and then the alfred is the same alfred that's been carrying through but mm-hmm. this is the last film that they have him yeah because uh, i really believe yeah he passes away later in the film mm-hmm. but then they introduce oh wait in this film he lives i thought he passed away in this film. no because remember uh freeze like is like oh yeah he's like he is my vile i can't talk like i wish i had oh, a really gosh. good uh schwarzenegger yep. impression i don't People I think that, get, like, that's what divides people in America. Is yeah. Who use Schwarzenegger and people who can't. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to like embarrass myself out here, but he's <laughs> like, because uh, there's that uh, spoilers. <laughs> Fuck you. If you're mad at me for spoiling this movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, there's a part in this movie when uh, uh, Poison Ivy like goes in and she kills or like take pl- unplugs uh, Mr. Freeze's girl. Yeah, uh, we'll uh, talk about Arnold in a second. But she, like Nora? Un- yeah, Nora. She unplugs Nora, and then she gets um, him to blame uh, Batman. Like she's like, "Oh, yeah. Batman did it," which makes Mister Freeze like, "I'm going to freeze the city." <laughs> and then throughout a circle, like a- after a certain number of events, uh, Mister Freeze has like this like anti serum that can also that can kill or cure his wife, but can also cure Al- Alfred, right? Like I think that's what it is. That kind of thing. Yeah, know? like it is. It, it can cure both somehow. So he like gives it to them, and then they're able to cure Alfred. So oh, he like. Geez. I remember at the end they're all hugging, and as a kid I was like, "Oh man, Alfred's back! All right!" And then you all watch right. it now, and you're like, "Wow, that's wow. crazy." <laughs> um, well, before we get to the villains, because that's a whole can of worms that yeah. they throw in Alicia Silverstone, who was a mega coming up mega star at the time, Clueless, Blast Clueless, etc. Uh, who does she play dylan she plays barbara but instead of batgirl being barbara gordon which is commissioner gordon's daughter she just plays like the barbara like, wilson niece of alfred because they wanted to make they wanted to go family you yeah. know what i mean they wanted to go coronas and barbecues so instead of being gordon's daughter because i guess gordon's not a great character in this because all he does is say batman quick there's a new man <laughs> in the carpet store mr exactly. carpet yeah you know what i mean yep. um but to get into these villains we have poison ivy in this is played by uma thurman you might know her you know 
Kill Bill. Coming off of an Oscar win, right? Oh, wow. I'm fairly, this is, this is like the equivalent to Eddie Murphy, Dreamgirls, and then Norbit. (laughs) Don't you mess with Norbit, bro. You know know I love Norbit, bro. I'm not, I love this movie. You know I love Norbit. At least in, uh. Norbit, why would just in my seat? (laughs) Uma Thurman is one of the best actresses Uh, of all time. She is awful in this fucking movie dude watching it back she's so bad dude it's just such a weird character because she plays like the nerdy scientist which is almost like cheetah and in wonder woman 84 before she becomes cheetah like the same thing and then somehow she's working with the scientist and then he's like oh no you found out about whatever i'm gonna kill you and then she gets covered in the venom and poison and then sinks into the floor and it's grown it's grown again it's grown and then when she comes out it's all weird innuendos plant things pheromone Mm -hmm. spraying the poison lips yeah it is so odd (laughs) and on top of that to build off of what dylan's saying her plants make this serum called the venom serum yes uh which then turn i think he's like a a, a, a criminal or some kind of criminal like killer or something and they turn and that serum turns into the venom juice that turns him into bane yeah bane is in this and he has no lines other than <laughs> that dude is lit. <laughs> yeah it's that's a pretty spot on noise of what he does the entire film the thing about it is this Bane might be more accurate than Nolan specifically because they he had a Spanish name and Bane is Spanish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's I, all you that's get. That's all you get, dude. Like I there there is a scene and uh I will make sure to clip this so you guys can see what the fuck I'm talking about. There's a scene where Batman fights Bane. Like they're they're fighting in like I guess I don't I, maybe it's Poison Ivy's late. I don't remember where they're fighting. But there's a moment because it's like them like fighting while they it keeps cutting to Poison Ivy and she says like a one liner and oh then it's back gosh. to them fighting. And then there's a part where Bane like punches Batman. He misses and he punches a snowman in the face. <laughs> you remember that? He like punches a snowman in the face and then he like falls into a bunch of boxes. Like it's it's so ridiculous, dude. That movie oh my god dude bane alone is like especially how nolan interpreted the character and even in the comics like bane is such an adequate foe to batman this movie made him a bumbling idiot it's like i am groot with like none of the charm it's just (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) yeah like what is going on right now it was like they went for frankenstein but even frankenstein Uh, oh yeah articulate at this point but yeah because bane could be a crazy opponent like we saw in in the nolan stuff because not only was he crazy you know strong he was incredibly bright and strategic and he could be like a super powerful foe but in this it's just like this almost feels like the precursor to the problems they had in spider-man 3 which they were like you know what we need it for the kids we need it colorful and splashy this villain that villain and him I don't care how you get their story, meld it all together. Because the Bane thing in Poison Ivy's like introductions and character push, and when they basically become their character, happen yeah. within like two and a half minutes of each other. There's mm-hmm. no like setup, go this, that, give them a little something. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it's almost like it could have worked as a better film if you just stuck with one thing, like maybe just freeze. 
and see where it goes. Yeah, I before we get into Freeze, because Freeze is like the oh, man. He's, the he's the bell of the ball. Uh, yeah, I you know there's. I just want to talk about my favorite scene uh, when it or my two favorite scenes when it comes to Poison Ivy. There is the first scene when Batman and Robin are like bidding for her. Oh my gosh! And Batman pulls out the Batman credit <laughs> card forever. <laughs> When does it exp- when does it expire? It never, expi- never, because it's forever. <laughs> that scene is because oh, just like the 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 sense of um like Batman going like through a credit bureau to have like a credit Gosh. card, isn't that like it, it's insane, bro? Again, it's a children's movie. It totally made sense to me as a kid, but watching it back now is on the what. <laughs> On this rewatch, I cared less about the card because I knew it was coming. And yeah. I actually had a bigger problem with the fact that, like, he's like, "Oh yeah, come to this party, Doctor Ivy, whatever." You know, we're gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna, you know, Batman and Robin are gonna be there. And then when you look at the invitation, it literally says, "With special guest, Batman and Robin." Yeah. And Batman <laughs> and Robin are just standing, like, on stage, like the, like, you know, <laughs> after they say, "Oh," and the Oscar goes to, and that celebrity has to just stand there while they cry in their speech, and they're yep. just. Like at the auction, like it's like the scene in White Chicks. And I was like, dude, <laughs> Batman works when he's like fighting at night, when he's in the shadows, when he's scary, when he's in the dark, you can't see him. He's, he's not Where auctioned he at? off. He's, at a, yeah. <laughs> he's just standing there like a stiff board. And then they get into a battle of bidding over her. And I'm just like, man, it takes all the menace out of this. It's such a it's basically a comedy in my opinion i don't even care who you are this yeah is this comedy. is uh like th- this to me is again completely separate from what i saw it as a kid when you watch it as an adult it's like the Funny. one time in life where you can feel like mystery science theater with your friends yes and just rip a movie bro. yeah you know what yeah. i mean like it's almost like the movie was created for you and your friends to sit around a TV and just roast and have a fantastic time roasting a movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, because I think Batman works in that environment, but at the same time, he can work walking around casually. And yeah. this it's funny because, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, there's Clooney. But when you get something like Pattinson's Batman, there's that really good scene where, you know, they go to investigate the murder. And the cops are looking at him like, yo, Jim, why'd you bring this guy in here? And he's yeah. just like, you know, Nirvana's playing. Yep. And then he's just creeping through. Something's in the way. The way that it's filmed, the the blocking, the choreograph, it works so well because he's yeah. still creepy. They're still afraid of him. They still hate him. And you feel all that in its mm-hmm. driving story. Something like this just doesn't work because it's just kind of like, you know, because they didn't even attempt it in... The Dark Knight, even in the Dark Knight, most of the time when he's around people, it's just like he's in this spot. He's sitting there at the interrogation table. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. move through a full room per se, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Or that or he's fighting in the room and that's the only way he's getting across it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I don't know, man. I was dying. The bad credit card killed me. Bad credit card. So that part and then there's also the part where um, they're in that like... I think it's one of the final fights and Robin's fighting Poison Ivy and she kisses him and he's like, oh my rubber gosh. lips. <laughs> he just pulls it off. <laughs> uh, he just 
pulls off like this thin sheet of nothing. Rubber lips. Rubber like I, lips. as a kid, I always thought I was like, got him. Like <laughs> it's the Mission Impossible moment where they rip the head, you know, the mask yeah, off the yeah. neck, and you're just like, yeah, like what did he expect people to be in the theater? Like, oh my, like oh, Diane, did you see that? <laughs> This man thought of everything. Like <laughs> she said, she had nipples on that yeah, back suit. <laughs> God, no. that scene gets me every time. Rubber I'm lips. And, and it's such a and it's such a like serious scene. Like it's so like like all these quips they throw out. Freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger's throwing out a quip every three seconds. There's so and, many and you and you one liners, man. And you it's and bad. you zone in in a serious moment when he goes rubber lips. <laughs> It gets me every time. It almost makes me feel like they they wrote the script and then they gave it to a script doctor and they just told him like, I need zippy things. Like, give me me dialogue. Because everything is just, you know, oh, back to the Ice Age, you know, stuff like that. That's a good Arnold. Okay, you're going to be Arnold. It's really bad. It's really bad because in in the 40s and 50s, they used to do this thing with like specifically actresses where most of them, they would do a film and they basically said, give me a mid-Atlantic accent. And Mm -hmm. you've heard it with some of those old films where they'd be like, oh, how are you doing, Buster there? What's going on, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poison Ivy does it the entire film, and I'm highly convinced they told Uma Thurman to do it. They had to have did. Heppern it and turn it up, because the whole film, she's just like, my, my, bad boy, what are we doing here tonight? What are we doing here? You are going to come here and try to get rid of my plants. Like, it's so animated. But no, like, weird. whoa. Again, like, growing up, you're just like, oh, she's crazy. But watching it out, you're like, Uma Thurman was literally on set. Yo, like, committing a hundred percent to what the fuck this is. Like, jeez. Because you have something like Michelle Pfeiffer playing Catwoman, and it's supposed to be this weird, sultry, seductress thing. Yeah. It really works. And then you have something like this, and it's just like, Oh, Batman, is that you? You've stepped on one of my plants. (laughs) She's just so weirdly like this. When when I grew up and I heard of PETA, I assumed they were all like poison ivy. Yeah. Like just like oh, crazy. You know what I mean? Like I was just like that when I hear Peter, I think of this character every single time. <laughs> and it would, um, it might work on its own, but then when you combine it with Bane going and there's one liners where he's just like everybody chill. Everybody <laughs> chill. Get into Arnold, please, please. This party is so cool. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, oh, since oh, we're there, let's gosh. talk about him, bro. Arnold Terminator himself. What what bro. seat? What year was this again? You said ninety seven. Yeah. What was Terminator two? Was that ninety two? I think so. Yeah, Terminator two is ninety two. So he's definitely been in some of his biggest stuff. I don't even remember. Predator was the eighties, right? Yeah. I mean, early I mean, at this point, he's still huge. I don't even think at this point he had he had gone towards Cali and the governor job. Let's see. Let's see. I got you. I got you. So we got the oh, dates elude this? me, man. Oh man, this his Wikipedia page is crazy. Oh yeah, his his IMDb got to be popping at this. Yeah, jeez, Louise. All right, here we go. Filmography. So we got uh, T two was nineteen ninety one. Then he has Last Action Hero, Beretta's Island, True Lies. There we go. Junior, uh, Eraser, Jingle All the Way, and then right after Jingle All the Way is Batman and Robin. Okay, so it's safe to say like he had been. A household name yeah he was easily. still big he was still buff buff and he does this film and i 
there's a distinction when it comes to Batman villains because we've got so many versions of the Joker, you know, goofy, serious, whatever. We got so mm-hmm. many versions of this. We got a Scarecrow. We've tried so many of the villains, and some of them are A list, some of them are kind of D list. But there's a certain niche, I think, to specifically Batman's villains where, like, some of it is very comic booky and cartoony, but if you do it in the right kind of way, it'll still work. And this film, I feel like each of his villains, they just choose like the worst, weirdest way to present them. Because I yeah. do believe the video games, honestly, the Arkham games are like some of the best interpretation of some of these odd, cre- you know, it's not even and, close and how they can work in yeah. a live action kind of thing. But no one else seems to grasp it the way the video games did. And, and I think that's <clears throat> that's why I wanted to leave Arnold for last when it comes to the villains, because uh there are moments where um you can see that uh mr freeze is a tortured soul yeah, he's cool he, as hell. he's he's cool oh, he, he won <laughs> there it is he wants to um he just wants to save his wife and he's doing everything he can to do that it's it's like he's playing john q you know like yeah he's he's like, yeah like denzel on that shit you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> if they would have if a if a if a studio that wasn't trying to push a toy movie would have leaned into that a little more and leaned oh, yeah. into the tortured. So, like you said, the games do the games, uh, like crazy, cool, it's cr- like you, yeah, you totally are like, yo, Mr. Freeze is going through it right now, bro. But like, you feel everything. Um, and then this movie, you go from like little scenes where you see Arnold like upset about it, and another scene where he's in like a frozen bathrobe <laughs> conducting a choir, smoking on a cigar. And Arnold is so known for his stogies. When I yeah. saw that scene on the rewatch, I was dying because I was like, Dude. I don't even think they 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 had that. I think they just said, here, Arnold, put on the thing. And he said, I will smoke my stogie. You won't take it away from me. You know what I mean? And just kept Absolutely, it, you know? Bro. The <laughs> logic in there is so out of the window. Like, you're like, how is he? Never mind. It doesn't matter. And he's got his version of, like, putties from yep. Power Rangers. And they're all, like, weird guys in hockey masks. And they all have frozen TV dinners in their hands and they're just like yep. dying from the cold. And I'm like, there's so many ways they could have played this that it could have been really cool. Like it could be a, that's why I wish for the future they'd redo some of these. You know what really? I mean? Really? You, you wish they'd redo? Oh my gosh, that's gotta, that's, really that's gotta be a hot take. Back. Like, I wish they'd right. come back for like Freeze. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like do, like do another Freeze movie? Yeah, do, do some of these villains again. Because they obviously got Bane again in a serious role. They've done the Joker so many. They got the Scarecrow in sort of a way for Nolan's films. Yeah, Batman um, Begins, right? Batman Scare Begins, and then yeah. he made little cameos in the other two. But yeah. I'd love to see like another stab at Poison Ivy, another take at, uh, whatchamacallit, Mr. Freeze. Because they got two Catwomans. Anne Hathaway did it, and then Zoe did it. Zoe did one. it, yeah. Obviously, both of those Catwomans are good. Well, actually, every Catwoman other than Halle Berry has been great. True story. Um, But, yeah. They got I, Penguin again, too. Yeah, exactly. Penguin's there. They got Riddler again, and this Riddler was pretty mm-hmm. good. So, yeah, Mr. Freeze and um, Ivy are the ones that are left to be done justice. I think... Batman is a little bit more eccentric and I think they have a hard time figuring out how they're going to present him. How, how, how would you present that in the real world? How do you present a Dr. Freeze? Cause the Riddler worked so well as like a Zodiac killer type of dude. Yeah. Like yeah. the way they, cause that, you know, back to our, uh, our second podcast, a true crime. 
the Zodiac Killer, like that's what he did. He would write little riddles. Yep. Uh, after he would kill someone, so it's like them using that as like a then this is how he'd be in the real in the real world makes sense. But I don't know how you present because even we got a better Bane. Like he wasn't like uh you know injected with green ooze and shit, but he was you know and I think um even in the new one with Pattinson they kind of show the Bane serum. There's that one where that, that guy injects himself and or Batman injects himself and he goes super ham on that dude. With you remember like that? An, an adrenaline kind of yeah. Shot so it's thing like almost, yeah. So it's like if Bane was existing in this world, it's just a really bodybuilder esque man who's just injecting himself with that shit all the time. So he's always adrenaline out. Would yeah. make sense. He's just he feels nothing because he's like it's it as high as high can be, you know. Um, but I I don't know how you do a poison ivy or Doctor Freeze and make it feel real. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I don't know because it almost seems like you can't. That you would have to put it into something that from the get go embrace those more fantastical elements. That's why I think the games work because they they show it right from the front that like Killer Croc's there, this is there, that's there. And mm-hmm. I almost feel like it doesn't even have a place in the patents and stuff unless you change it so much that it's nothing like it. I almost felt like they would have worked better in the stuff with Ben Affleck because you have yeah. things like, you know, Superman, Martian Manhunter, those good point. and all those other heroes combined make those wacky villains make a little more sense than what they have going on with the patents and stuff, which is more akin to Nolan's things where it's a very grounded thing. So you'd have to be very mm. careful about what you pick. You might be able to do more of like the D-list stuff, like the, the pig face thing and whatnot mm-hmm. calendar man whatever the mad right. matter um even you know at that point they're talking about Clayface a lot too it I've would just, clay face yeah it would just be how the heck could you explain him you know away and in, in you know today's society or maybe it was a accident because you don't want to do mr freeze and have it be kind of like electro in the spider-man movies where it was like oh he fell into this tank and now he's super you know what I yeah mean? it's just not it's not gonna work in that universe yeah exactly no, like you it, have it to find a way to where like i think poison ivy could make sense like she's like a like if she's someone who is more or less like poisoning people you know what i mean like rather than she can control plants yeah. then i think that would work but dr freeze is the only character that i i don't know how you because yeah. he's not really like super strong he's just really smart like the the casting of Arnold Schwarzenegger just makes absolutely no sense. Like, it's, just <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense at all. You know, um, I feel like that point if you change the character so much too, you, it's just like why use it? Yeah, because you know? then it's like, well, if you weren't, you were just gonna borrow this, pick and choose, and then it's like, oh, don't use him at all. So I, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of it's a it's a tough thing to do. So with a film like this, they just said screw it, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it over the top because why yeah. not? You know. Yeah, him in a giant Schwarzenegger looks crazy in this and he's film, powered man. by like diamonds yeah the biggest diamonds you've ever seen like you get a so big from the store and it's the you know a quarter size of your pinky and meanwhile he's holding diamonds that are like bigger than bro the size of his yeah exactly yeah. the size of his head and he's like oh like it's crazy what they do somehow a diamond powers a cold powered suit Yep, all this insane stuff. Oh my gosh, man! Dude, I I'm trying to think. Is there any characters that we missed? We got Alicia. Um, yeah, I think we hit them all. I think you forgot about one of my favorite things from the film, which is 
the other bad guys where Poison Ivy and Bane go to look for some sort of hideout and they yeah. break down whatever and they get in and there's somehow just this gang that's under there that they have to fight <laughs> and this gang is what I guess I would refer to as the glow-in-the-dark mini golf gang Dude. They're just like covered in paint, glow in the dark, whatever. Yeah. And they're just hanging out in an underground bunker. And I have no idea what any of that means. Nothing. It, it's literally like it feels like uh you're yeah. you're you're at like a Halloween horror nights event in this bitch down there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like just, this is a scare stressed. actor only break yeah, room. Yeah, scare actor only break room. It's just like what is going on? It right makes now? absolutely no sense and I think that's what most of the film ends up being just pure nonsense because it's not, oh, this is character and characters, your motivation, and it's feeding into the story and the plot. It's literally just how can we make a couple setups, string them together, and sell toys? Because the sets are crazy. Oh, they're so elaborate. The dude. whole beginning movie where it's like frozen dinosaurs in the museum. Dude. It's a, it's a wonderful Batman clicks eyes. his feet together and he has ice skates ice for no skates. reason, bro. Like He just what? had that ready to go. He's never fought Mr. Freeze. Apparently, he's a brand he's new, a new villain. villain. <laughs> and he already was like, oh, last week bro. I put skates in here. And then Robin clicks his heels and of course he right, got him too. Dude. Like, what is happening right now? He's got all the gadgets ready for the people he's never fought and a part of me wonders like they said like again like a lot of the weapons and stuff like that were toys first and then they thought about the movie second that's like see it's a hundred percent it's got to be true you know what i'm saying like i feel like everything there's even that um that bit at the end where a bad girl shows up she can magically fight out of nowhere because she just has a suit and just there's no training montage at all for her she just knows what the fuck she's doing and yep. they all come back in those like new suits. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, like the, the silver. Yeah, silver like the silver accented suits. On their drive there, uh Batgirl is wearing a cowl and it looks awful. And then once they get to like the mountain, she immediately takes it off. So like I don't know if like they were like, all right, you gotta wear this because of the toy. And we know it looks bad, but we'll just use it for the scene. You're, you're, we'll let you take it off in the next one. Like, it's just for this scene alone. Because yeah. we need to sell the toy of, like, her with the cow and then her without the cow. You know what I mean? It's basically Thor. He wears his helmet in the first Thor for the coronation scene. And then he takes it off because they're just like, no, we got to see the moneymaker. Yeah, see the moneymaker. But we'll sell a toy with the thing on. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's crazy, dude. Like, it doesn't even explain how why they get those suits. They just get them. It's just like at time for a costume. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it would be in more interesting in this film if they fight Freeze, get their butts whooped, and then it's like a Tony Stark Iron Man thing. Then the next suit he makes is upgraded to fight him. Like, yeah. Spider-Man updated his web so he could fight Electro and, and, and be, a you know, with the electricity. And it's like, okay, we're going to add skates to our suits, and then we're going to upgrade the cars, and then we're going to upgrade this. It's just like, no, we're just gonna go out in new suits because we like it they're not designed we're gonna just i don't know man it's Dude, so wild barbara just became background you had a whole suit made already already dude like, like he what? already knew especially taylor and to speak on the suits and the bat nipples the uh, from what i've always heard the direction of it was they wanted to make them look like like Greek gods of old. That they had like this mm. ripped physique, perfect body, like it like they were carved out of marble. So they left like the nipples on there. But it's just so 
like distracting. Yeah, they're protruding. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're protruding. Let's get into this. They're they're it's one thing because you know fucking uh Kilmer had nips, but he didn't have the circle then the dot. He didn't have like the frozen food section. Yeah, like, protrusion. you know, you like, know what I mean? You know exactly like that. You know, uh. You 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 went to sleep and and on a cold winter night and left the the window open. <laughs> so like you know you wake up and you're like, oh my nipples are I could cut diamonds with I these motherfuckers, you know? Like that's how it looks all the time. And, it's, and, <laughs> and Batman suit is always something of you know that's up for debate in any film about how it looks, what it what this is, the versatility of it. Yeah. They've had issues for so many years about you know making fun of. You know keaton and stuff because all the batmans can't turn their neck so they got to move their whole body <laughs> yeah which they never solved for years until they got to the dark knight and they made his armored plates and then he was able to move because even in batman begins he still looks pudgy and weird because yep. it's a full like rubber suit with no movable neck but they managed to make it look a lot better yeah, exactly and then yeah you get the you know uh, Dark Knight and Rises where it looks better and then with yeah. Pattinson's it's like his it's beautiful. is it's beautiful Pattinson's is so it's dope so dude so freaking nice man yeah. the whole like uh, like shoulder area the little cowl piece around his neck the dude. fact that like the fucking the Doc Martens bro oh bro come on son that's so like that's a that's such a drippy Batman you know what the I mean like the fact that his cowl looks like a little bit like Adam West too just just to like show off like stupidly nice man and then you get ben affleck's batman suit in the flash and it is a hot circle of garbage yeah that one's pretty doo-doo it looks really (laughs) bad that like they just gave up but dc the whole dc universe is a whole nother podcast and a half yeah we're we'll be talking about one uh i don't know if, if it'll either be before this one or after but um yeah we'll be talking about the flash and a little bit more dc i guess it'll be dc week Honestly. we're gonna do a deep dive because the flash time. is it's is, time for a deep dive it's time for a deep dive um but yeah i i could rip into this movie more um oh and then i i'll, I'll let you before i don't want to end this without talking about uh one of the best cameo appearances ever in a movie ever um coolio oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you wanna you wanna set so, the scene for Coolio's cameo appearance? In the so scene? like I don't know they they portray <laughs> Barbara as like you know she was innocent at first like oh Uncle Alfred and then she's like a cool rebellious chick trying to like take Robin's motorcycles so then it ends up her and Robin are at some sort of fast and furious illegal underground bike race you know racing for thousands which ah, none of it makes any sense. But then they get there, and the character that I guess is eventually played by Ludacris, you know, and like Fast and Furious, like the little cool looking bookie dude is yeah. Coolio himself, <laughs> which I did a triple double take on because I was like, you know, there's nobody who rocked that hairstyle better than Coolio. Nobody. But I, it, I just, it, you know, couldn't believe, you know, my eyes when I was like, what in the gangster's paradise is going on here? Why is Coolio randomly here? And I almost feel uncredited for this weird cameo role. Tell and me. then he, he went on record to say that he was some rumor that he was talking about. Oh, he was almost going to play Scarecrow. And I was, what? What is? Did you imagine the Scarecrow with the Coolio hair? 
He was supposed to play Scarecrow? I don't know if it's true, but I just saw some weird comment about it. And I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, here it is. It's All right. It's Julio makes a cameo appearance later stating that he was to reprise his role as Scarecrow in the ultimately canceled sequel, Batman Unchained. Batman Unchained. Which never came out. Never, never. Dang, can you imagine? That's what I'm saying. Like, because this movie was so awful. It just canceled Batman for so it, many years. It canceled Batman for so many years, but be, without this movie, there's there's no shot WB gives the 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 keys to Nolan and says drive, you know? Because that's 1997. Yeah. And even if you account for whatever timing for, you know, development and, and filming, Batman Begins came out in 2005. Yeah, that's it's like, eight, it's eight years you know? later. Eight years Nowadays, later. with the fact that we can get four Spider-Mans in two years kind of thing, you, you know, eight years is a long time to go between, you know, the Batman films. But yeah, such a hardcore turnaround that they needed. It's akin to me. It's the same thing as uh, Die Another Day to Casino Royale. Ooh, a movie yeah. that was just so commercially bad that they were like, no, we actually need to scrap this entire thing. And start, start from scratch. Over. Yeah. And Casino Royale, and you see fucking Daniel Craig walk out of the Good water gosh, with those muscles. Bro. If I listen, man, I ain't gay. <laughs> I ain't gay. Uh, but that scene, that scene makes me go, all right. All right. I watched Casino Royale so many times because I was like, this is such a dope movie. It's such a fun movie. Yeah. It's so much better than what was going on. So many good action pieces in it. It had Ava Green in it. I don't need more reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, man. I can't believe it. It's so um, good. Dude. You know what I want to touch upon before we kill the yeah, whole yeah. podcast? It, uh, for the first time, the writers have gone on strike. Yeah, the dude. actors are now on strike. Oof. The writer strike has happened before in uh 07 and made or break a lot of things like a lot of shows almost got just destroyed completely crazy mix-up right reality tv wouldn't be what it is today if it Without wasn't for that writer strike yeah they needed stuff mm-hmm. now i compared uh with the impact it had on hollywood i always say covid was kind of like another writer strike where everything just stalled yeah. you know nothing was being made everything was stuck so movies we were supposed to get you know within a year took like five years to get out and you know avatar 2 got delayed seven thousand years <laughs> but <laughs> exactly. to me it's crazy to then be like there's another writer strike because it's like oh it's almost like having another covid break because it's gonna take longer for everything to get done it's gonna muck up a lot of things and then the actors went on strike so you're basically just like you get nothing now yep. you had movies like deadpool that were already finished up so the writer strike didn't affect it so they're like we're gonna film and then now you get the actor strike so deadpool has to stop and all these things get picketed and yeah. i don't see it ending overnight and i think it is the perfect opportunity to then start to recommend old stuff yeah it is uh to 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 plug our shit <laughs> um classic baby it's it's a new movie if you haven't seen it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's a used car exactly so it's it, i i love films that are older dylan loves films that are even older 
You know what I mean? And these are movies that, A, you haven't seen in a really long time. Some people probably haven't seen Batman and Robin since they were kids. Please watch it. Please watch it. I'm telling you, regardless of if it's you think it's good or not, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna have a fantastic time. There are moments in this movie when you're just watching it, like I can't believe this was made. <laughs> I I can't. I there there there's a whole like burlesque show in this movie oh my gosh we forgot to mention the like whole musical number there's a musical number like her and her cronies are somehow coordinated like it was high school musicals you know cafeteria scene uh, she just became poison ivy yesterday and she's like (laughs) and she has a whole broadway number five six seven eight it's (laughs) crazy like she's got lin-manuel like writing for her man what is going on like i you, you like Dylan said, I, I um I stand with the writers, I stand with the actors, writers for more yeah, reasons they got, than they one. Got crazy things going on. They got crazy things going on, man. Like if you don't support what's happening with the the writers and actors because you think in your head like actors already make so much, you're thinking about such a minute uh yeah, uh, yeah. uh spectrum of actors. There's Yes, there are the A-listers, there are the Ben Afflecks and Brad Pitt's the the world. And yeah, of yeah. course, they're they're fine. They're going to be fine. We're talking about the extras. We're talking about these people who are series regulars that aren't fucking Olivia Benson in SVU mm-hmm. that are making what you're making, dude. They have second jobs, but they want to act. This is for all of those people. Mm-hmm. So it, everyone needs to care about what's happening right now because it's not, it's not a what these corporations trying to do what the studios are trying to do is is fucking insanity dude it's insanity the news that had come out today because we're striking over a lot of things uh yeah streaming and different things both on music side like spotify and with you know films has been very odd and it's been very one-sided where the, the studio and the you know record company whatever is making all this money but yet somehow the artist isn't seeing the money from the streamers and that's been like, like that, that forever yeah so, yeah and it, it wasn't really fixed up and regulated and now that streaming has took, taken off and taken over the money is not there something's not right and then yeah. ai has now sprung up very quickly skynet quickly and even that's not right and disney's proposal today that uh the nanny fran drescher is the <laughs> is the screen actors guild president so it's very interesting to see her yeah i know right speech. yeah and they were very ticked off because the AI proposal apparently from Disney was that a background extra can be scanned in, paid one time, and then they own their likeness forever. So at any point, if they need to fill out a background in a scene with an AI, you know, just crowd work, they could just use the likeness of that actor and never pay them again for any subsequent showings, viewings of that movie. They just pay them once and that's it. So of course they told them to take that and, and shove it up their ice holes, you know. I mean, we we literally saw a case in Back to the Future. Uh, yeah. What's the actor that they uh, had? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover, who was yep. they in the, in the second sued because they casted an actor that looked just like him. Yeah, and he fucking knew it. Yeah, and you didn't pay me for that. That's crazy, That's insane. dude. That's literally, insane. Instead of being like, yeah, they couldn't make a deal with him, so they just casted someone who just looked like him or did some makeup stuff, and then yeah, he was like, dude, that's literally me. You, like, can't, you can't. I, you can't I just recast that it. That's me. Yeah. Just recast it. That is insanity, and I need my money. And now 
they're saying, okay, instead of casting an actor that looks just like you, we're just going to use your likeness. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone stands for that, how any studio thinks that's okay. Yeah. And will this be a really long lockout? It's possible. But I, I think a lot of these studios are going to try to hold out until these people can't pay their mortgages. They can't pay their bills. They can't keep their fan. And they're going to hold because they have more money than the average actor does or the average writer does for sure. So I'm afraid right. of what happens. You, you might not get stranger things until these people are 28. Uh, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, dude. But it's 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 needed because the, the, the fight that they're fighting is so that our kids' kids, if you know, we're lucky to be alive on Earth that long, um, if they want to be an actor or a writer, they can make a livable wage. And to me, that's is that's it's worth it for that alone. You know, it's crazy to think because you think like, oh, I'm gonna get a job. We're gonna be in Hollywood. You're making the big money. We're in California. Blah blah blah. But yeah, these guys are still struggling because it's freelance. This jumping from this job, this job, no guarantee. The money's not here you're never seeing money on things that you know what i mean like oh the movie made a billion dollars but you don't see anything anything such a small amount now we're getting rid of physical media and we're walking away from cable so there's no syndication money there's no dvd sale money there's you know just streaming and and then we have movies and shows that are going to streamers that are original programs that they made they're not ones they bought doing horribly and then being used as a tax write-off you're never yep. going to see these films and the films were their own films that they made, but somehow through some loophole, like the Batgirl film, not showing and putting out the film and counting it as a tax write off, whatever, whatever, somehow saved them money. And it's yep. kind of insane. Imagine working on an entire film and then being like, yeah, no, no one. Yeah, will weren't, no one will ever see that light of day. Um, yeah, dude. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that is something that um, on a more serious note needed to be discussed. Uh, but final thoughts, man. Final thoughts on Batman and Robin. What we just talked about anything, man. Just final it thoughts. makes me want to go to the the comic book store and find some like Batman and Robin time period Batman toys and just grab yeah. them because it's very fun. I'm not going to lie to you. It's very fun to see all the cool Batman cars because his car was normally just like all black and armored and then this, it's got like lights in the middle and bro a spinning flame things. yeah like it's spinning so flames. crazy yeah. it's got ice skates so the toys and stuff are really cool and fun and i guess for once with the 50 million superhero films it's okay to just do one for for the kids and yeah man it's something super memorable because even if it's not good you saw it as a kid because it's just so much eye candy so yeah, flashy but we've gotten our serious Batmans, we've gotten our goofy ones, we've gotten mixes in between. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a eat it all. I'm a leave, I'm a leaving with something. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. What I, do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I'm in the same camp, dude. Like I, I, I love this movie. I think that it's it's hated on for some just reasons, but I think sometimes uh, I, I like to be the one to give roses to movies that. Mm-hmm. Hey man, like y'all may not have liked it, but I did. Y'all may not have liked Phantom Menace, but mm. I was a kid when it came out and I thought it was really cool. So I can't, I'm not going to sit here and trash it because it's cool. Like I, you know, <laughs> it's bad, but as a kid, you couldn't sit here and tell me it was bad. I was like, this is amazing, dude. You know, <laughs> it's so running, around, running around the house throwing ice cubes like you Bro, can chill out. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, like, if, you know, getting 
Mr. Freeze and begging my mom for his little freeze ray and stuff, oh you know? Oh my gosh, bro. Come You're on, the man. coolest kid in the cave if you got the, like, Yeah, I don't remember gun. getting much, but I did get the Batmobile. I remember you pressed it, and like we're looking right now, look like mm-hmm. that. The lights turned blue, the middle turned blue when you, like, like drove it and then spun it back it like powered it, it up to do that power, yeah yeah so i i, I thought it was the cool, coolest man. freaking thing in the world you know so i stick with this man because as this writer strike happens and uh this actor strike happens um there's not gonna be new content being made which is super unfortunate because we all love movies we all love new movies uh, but new content may not be coming till 2025 so if you need some time to just reminisce or watch some stuff you haven't watched in a while i think we're your guys you know stick with us man it's gonna be a fun year um but anyway it's been cam it's been dylan this has been extra butter i appreciate you for watching and just remember the end of the movie where they're just running and the bat <laughs> signal it's <laughs> like behind them. yeah they're just all <laughs> rubber lips <laughs> rubber lips ah oh, man catch y'all next time man yeah catch you later Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.